Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Morbid early and ad-free. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Audible lets you enjoy all your audio entertainment in one app. You'll always find the best of what you love or even something new to discover. They offer an incredible selection of audiobooks across every single genre, from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, mysteries, thrillers, which I'm super into lately, motivation, wellness, business, and even more. Audible's the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases and next listen recommendations to habituate every type of thriller listener. Keep your heart rate up month after month with this pulse-pounding collection that you can't hear anywhere else. I actually just finished listening to, it's one of my favorite stories, but listening to it was even cooler. It was The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. It's narrated by Bernadette Dunn, and I think they just have one of the best voices for an audiobook. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500. That's audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash morbid. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. Earn up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase every day. Then grow it at 4.50% annual percentage yield when you open a savings account with Apple Card. Visit apple.co card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings available to Apple Card owners subject to eligibility. Savings accounts provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, weirdos, I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. This is Morbid. (laughs) I decided to throw you for a loop. This is Morbid. (laughs) And this... Is morbid. There you go. The Listener Tales edition. December Listener Tales coming at you live. It's a holiday Listener Tales episode. Cause bye it's that, bye. the holiday season. <laughs> Boopy doo. I feel like every time we do Listener Tales lately, we're just like super slap happy. I feel like that's why we do them when we do them because that I was, think. Hold on. That was such a deep breath. You were like. <laughs> <gasps> I feel like that's why we do them. Because <laughs> it was almost a yawn, then it just went a different direction. How it big turned. are your lungs? I don't know. They're pretty big. <laughs> I can't. Sorry. I didn't get a good breath in. All right. So, yeah, I feel like whenever we do a Listener Tales episode, we have to be in this mood. Yeah. Otherwise, it's all lost. It ain't it. It's just not how it's supposed to. So it's it's like the universe just makes it all work. It does. It's like slap happy listener tales. Boom. Boom. We're here. Boom. I can breathe now. I took a deep breath. So <laughs> we're here. Um, I don't think we do much business on a listener tales episode. I think we just dive right in. No. The one thing I just wanted to uh, Sorry, put you out can't. there, and I won't go too far into it because I, re- I actually w- think we should do like a full on episode about it. Oh, you're bringing is, this to the table, and I don't even know what it is. You'll agree. Don't worry. The only reason I said it without your knowledge firsthand was because I know you will agree with me. Oh, no, and I didn't mean that. No, I know. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. Shut up. I know. I'm kidding. Shut the fuck up. Uh, Shut up. The 340 Cypher 
from the Zodiac Killer has been solved. Oh, I know. I watched a whole video on that last night. This is crazy. That software is insane. Unreal. And it's like a trio of code breakers that finally did it. It's unbelievable. Do you think when he finished, he was like, by God, I've cracked the code. I have done it. Well, it's, listen, it's, I'm like, listen. Listen up. Listen to me. It's David Orenchak, a software developer in Virginia. Jarl Van, I'm so sorry, Ike. I'm going to go with a Belgian computer programmer and Sam Blake, an Australian mathematician who did it. Oh my goodness, we love Australia. Put these three great minds together and look what just happened. Scientists are wild. I mean, he did promise to name himself in that cipher, and then he just went ahead and bullshitted all of us and didn't name himself in that cipher. Because he didn't think we'd ever solve it. But now we got more to work with. And now that they've solved this cipher, perhaps they can use the information that they got from this to solve this cipher to solve other ciphers. Perhaps. Cipher. <laughs> when, when you said perhaps they could use that. <laughs> I like the word. I do too. I, I, just I, could like, see I guess your I'm face. roasting you a lot today. You are. I could, you, I could see your face when I said perhaps. I you was, were like, oh. I was lolling. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, are we hoity-toity? But this is big news. and It's very exciting. And we've been meaning to cover the Zodiac Killer, but it's one of those real heavy ones. Yeah. Real big ones. Yeah. That will take several episodes. And, you know, we spread those out. So that's crazy. I know. That was wild. I got, like, so many Twitter... Uh, so many apps. Twitters. So many tweets at me. So many people were Twittering at me just talking like, about it. So many people were just tweeting. So it, that was exciting. And we'll definitely talk about it more in the main episode. But this is a Listener Tales episode. Let's like we get said, it. It's about you. It's by you. It's for you. Brought to you by you, for you, from you, and all about you. There you go. So let's start. And this one has a kind of theme to it. Yeah, we tried to do a holiday theme. We tried to do some Christmas holiday theme to it, but, you know, we'll see if it works out. Yeah. We tried to find some Hanukkah stories and there weren't any. Yeah, no Hanukkah stories. Just people wishing us a happy Hanukkah. So happy Hanukkah, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Because it is Hanukkah right now. So it is. happy Hanukkah. And our best friend Debbie celebrates Hanukkah. We love Debbie. Deb, hi. How you doing, Debbie? Happy Hanukkah. So the first listener tale that we're going to talk about is named an almost Christmas kidnapping. Ruh-roh. Almost. But Glad no it wasn't. All right. It says, hi, Ash and Elena. My name is Kiara. And thank you for telling me how to pronounce that because it's spelt Chiara. And I definitely would have said that had I read it. There you go. Without a pronunciation code. <laughs> And I'm a relatively new fan. Welcome! You can use my name as any others in street names are being omitted for the sake of peeps' privacy. Thank you for that. I started listening at the beginning of COVID and honestly am mad at myself for sleeping on y'all for so long. Oh my god, <laughs> it's cool. We're here. We're going to be here for a while. <laughs> I hope so. My ex had tried to get me to listen, but I thought I hated true crime until I caved and started listening as a way to kill commute time. Three shouts for essential workers. What, Hell what, yeah! What? Y'all have a way of turning spoopy to comedy without overlooking the important parts like victim stories. Thank you so much for getting us. I know, thank you. I love when people get us. Anyway, this is a story about how I pretended to be a badass while secretly pissing my pants. Hold on to your butts, y'all. <laughs> I'm so excited right now. I should preface this by saying I grew up in the biggest sex trafficking city in the country. 
Portland, Oregon. Mm. This is where my story takes place, a city known for its smuggling in the Shanghai Tunnels. Oh, that's a crazy like story, Ooh. the Shanghai Tunnels. Unfortunately, the trafficking trade thrives in the City of Roses to this day. We had an entire after-school club dedicated to spreading awareness of sex trafficking, as well as John Mulaney-style <laughs> assemblies at least once every single school year. Yes. Due to that, I had always been taught very strict stranger danger rules, and the fir very first one is beware strangers in large, nondescript vehicles. Yes, absolutely. That's a very solid point. It was December 2013, and I was a sophomore in high school. But at the time, I thought I was hot shit. I had grown up watching 90s cult TV shows like Xena Warrior Princess and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Heyo. Yes. I thought I could take on anyone and anything. Spoiler, I can't. A lot of people can't. We all try, though. Every holiday, I would find time to volunteer in some way or another. Good for you. I love that. And this season was no different. In high school, there were boundless opportunities and more so when you're part of a club. So, of course, I found myself chilling with fellow weirdos in the drama club. Same. You're speaking to Elena soul. Same. You, you just mentioned Buffy and drama club. I'm with you. I yeah, should have just addressed it you. to Elena. This year, a few of us had volunteered to be elves in a last minute thrown together. Santa's workshop being held in one of the elementary schools, Aww. complete with baking various Christmas treats all morning, gilding glitter-covered seven-year-olds through arts or <laughs> gilding guiding. I was you wondering why you went back. You and didn't said that. gild the seven-year-olds. <laughs> all right, yikes! Guiding glitter-covered seven-year-olds through arts and crafts, and standing vacantly next to Santa, who smelled a little too much like mouthwash. Uh oh, Santa was loaded. Spoiler as, alert! As he listened to kids talked about what they wanted and cleaning it all up when it was done. Good for you, man. When it was all over and done with, everyone was understandably exhausted, including the girl that had picked me up from my house and agreed to drive me home. The elementary school we were at was four miles from my home. It was 30 degrees Fahrenheit out, and at the time, the only car my family had was currently at work with my dad, so I had begged her to take me at least part way. Which she did, after about 10 minutes of trying to find me another ride and five minutes of guilt tripping. Okay, hold on, because we all know that girl in high school who has her girl. license, and she's like, but I need gas money. And she's always, and the guilt trip is the thing that kills me the yes. most. It's the, like, well... I mean, you live in the total opposite direction like, of me. I, and you don't. I can totally do that, but like, you do live all the way over. But it's fine. Yeah, it's literally it's fine. fine. Like, I do only have like a quarter tank of gas, but like, it's fine. I guess I can. It's fine. It's not fine. It's like, shut okay, up, Cheryl, Brenda. It's bring not me fine. home. Just say it's not fine, but give me the fucking ride. Not okay? all of our daddies will buy us a fucking BMW <laughs> when we get our license. Okay, Cheryl, drive Damn me it, home, Cheryl. <laughs> uh, so yeah she got me about a half mile away from my house before dropping me off at the edge of my middle to low class suburban neighborhood why did she even do that yeah that's just like bitchy that's dickish like, just drive me inside yeah, thank get out you of here. a neighborhood where you could find needles and used condoms little ring the little ring the gutters oh <laughs> good hate that about two blocks away was a forested park which was frequently home to houseless people trying to escape the weather and urban coyotes that had been drawn from the surrounding forested hills by the delicious garbage that people just tossed on the ground you know a wonderful area to raise a family in it sounds much like the town i grew up in woof when i had been getting ready that morning i had thought i would have a ride to and from the event so, of course, stupid teenage me had forgone the heavy coat in favor of a fun, ugly Christmas sweater, despite it being the middle of December in the Pacific Northwest, a.k.a. 
fucking cold. <laughs> to distract myself from Jack Frost biting all of my sp exposed skin and seeping through the thin layer of clothing I had on, I put in my headphones and blared Evanescence while I pulled the ugly sweater around myself and shoved my hands as deep into the tiny pockets of my skinny jeans as they could go and started walking. This sounds amazing. It does. I was about halfway through imagining my own music video to the... Oh, you honestly, stop speaking to me. I know. Stop speaking to me. I was about halfway through imagining my own music video to the tune of Lithium Incredible. based on my own teenage drama when an old rusty white Chevy passed me, slowed down, turned around in someone's driveway, and pulled up before stopping three feet away from me. Because I was so deep in my melodramatic daydreaming, I didn't notice until he had rolled down his window and started waving at me. Immediately, I could tell something was off about him. May I help you? I'd like to think at that moment I was channeling my girls Buffy and Xena, but in reality, my voice was probably shaking like a tambourine. <laughs> this was Portland. Creepy guys don't just drive up to teenagers without something yucky going through their minds. Yeah. It's no lie that I developed before other girls. It used to be a game to see if I could go into the mini mart and buy cigarettes without getting carded. <laughs> and was used to the way that this used gym sock, sock was looking at me. That's terrible. I know. I hate that. It was easy to see that he wasn't making eye contact for the first few seconds of our interaction. Oh, what, what a yeah, schmuck. That makes me want to throw up. What freaked me out even more was before answering my question, he swung open the passenger side door, the one that was facing me. Ugh. Do you know where a street name is? Nope. Bye. I kept my eyes on him as I pulled out my phone to not only stop the music, but to pull up the text to my mom, and in true teen fashion, started texting without looking at the screen. Good job. Yeah. That's smart. All right, so I just lost my place. Despite my PTSD unrelated to this story and memory problems, I can still remember the bright streetlight illuminating this slimy human booger. Yucky. Head to toe, he was covered in grime, as if he had just gotten off a construction site. A black trucker hat covered thin hair that was matted to his forehead, Ugh. and five o'clock stubble had turned his face into a patchy Picasso of dirt and hair fuzz. <sighs> wow, that was a beautiful sentence, but the, like also a foul sentence. The vision you just painted. His white shirt and black work pants looked as if they had been pulled out of a wood chipper, <laughs> absolutely covered in holes. The smell of sweat and dirt wafted from his car. Ew. I'm out. I'm out. I, I'm a head out. I hate it. I'm a head out. The question struck me as odd. The street he was asking for was a major street, one almost everyone knows, and literally only one right turn from where we were. Add in the fact that this was still, still well within the era of technology, he definitely could have pulled up a map on his cell phone. Yeah, homie, it's 2013. Yeah, no one's asking you where things are anymore. Despite this and my better judgment, I answered him. As loudly as I could, I told him to drive down the block and take a right but apparently my directions weren't clear enough. He kept asking me to be repeat myself because he couldn't hear. And I tried multiple times, but each time he would motion like he couldn't hear me, then beckon me closer with a wave of his hand. I stood my ground and projected with all I had. Good. After a few rounds of back and forth, he started to crawl over the center console toward the door he had opened. What? It took a moment to realize <clears throat> what was happening, but when it did, when I did, I booked it. Looking back only long enough to text my mom the first four letters of the license plate. Little did this man know about my years of playing forward, uh, playing forward for my district soccer club. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Seriously. Your girl ran a quarter of a mile in less than a minute, straight into the arms of my mom, 
who had gotten a jumbled mess of texts along with the lines of man, white, truck, Chevy, black hat, beard, and the first four digits of a license plate. Good for you, but holy shit, I would lose my mind as a mom. As your mom. Seriously. I knew it at that moment that she had been making me watch CSI, NCIS, and Forensic Files all my life for my own good. Yes. That's right. Together, we called the cops, and a very nice lady showed up to take my statement. I'll never forget how she calmed me down in the moment by telling me I had done everything exactly right, as you do when you have a teenager who is prone to panic attacks on the edge of hyperventilating while practically clinging to her mother like a toddler. Aww. When the cop left, my mom gave me my fir- very first alcoholic drink ever, <laughs> a vomit-like <laughs> combination of lemon cello and Diet Coke, to settle my nerves and put me to sleep. The next school day, I got called out of my second period English class to the principal's office. When I got there, my principal was there, along with the uniformed cop assigned to my school. Yay, public school. Another girl from my class and a detective. Turns out Chevy Guy had done this a couple of times to a couple girls in the surrounding school districts and is the suspect in a disappearance of one girl from a couple school districts over. I was asked to give my statement again, as well as a description of the guy. That was the last I heard of any progress in this case. This isn't my only scary story, and maybe someday maybe I'll get enough brain cells together to type out another one. But for now, thank you so much for reading my story, and I hope you keep it weird. But not so weird that you dress up as Santa's elf, only be dropped off a half a mile away from your home where a creepy guy in a truck tries to kidnap you. Bye! (laughs) Much love, Kiara. Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That's just everybody's nightmare. So that's fun. That's terrifying. That's an absolute fucking nightmare. And Kiara, you deserve a pat on the back when pandemic is over. I would happily give you one. (laughs) Right now, I'll give you an air pat. Air pat. Because you did everything right. And your mom is a smart mom for teaching you that stuff. Yeah, seriously. So I'm proud of both of you. I'm so proud of this. Kiara and Kiara's mom. Good for you. All right. My next one is called... Do you save the boobies or do the boobies save you? <laughs> okay. I picked this one. I was going to say Elena picked these, so I haven't read I'm them I'm very yet. excited. This is actually perfect for you. Oh, good. It's like that one was perfect for you. Now yeah. this is mine. All right. Sup, y'all. Already perfect for me. I hope both of you lovely ladies are holding on tight to your butts and boobs for this listener tale. Okay. I'd like to start by clarifying that this technically isn't even my story at all. This is all about my great aunt Jane. Not her real name, though. I doubt she and her crew listen to anything other than NPR. (laughs) (laughs) And a story of how she badassed her way out of uh, literally any weirdo's worst nightmare when she was in her 20s. First off, I want to paint you a picture of good old Jane. You (laughs) ready? This is is why it's perfect for you. Okay. All right. Let's let's see. Your girl was in her 20s during the mid 60s (laughs) and was grabbing the free loving pot smoking (laughs) bell bottom wearing Jefferson airplane jamming era by the balls. You know, I'm still doing that. You are. I'm still doing that. You're still doing that. <laughs> Some of her most notable shenanigans include, but aren't limited to, ta- uh, yeah, taking random cross-country road trips with her boyfriend in their VW van, <laughs> attending Mardi Gras yearly, NOLA homies, what up, <laughs> with my grandma, and my personal favorite, decorating the inside of an old refrigerator box with glow-in-the-dark stars and Christmas lights to create the utmost chillest hot box ever to exist. Seriously, flower child to the max. See? 
Perfect. Wow. Perfect for you. My sister and I have always loved to hear her hippie stories when we'd visit her. She'd always have a sweet smile on her face as she recalled her glory days in the most vivid detail possible, which is why when she dropped her darkest fuck by contrast survival story for us, we couldn't help but listen and almost collectively shit ourselves. (laughs) It's really scary. Even though she told us this story more than 10 years ago, I still can't shake every single detail because it scared me so fucking much. I'll try my best to do it justice. Jane was about in her mid-twenties when it went down. She had a two-bedroom apartment that she shared with a roommate just outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. One particular night, the roommate was out with friends while Jane stayed home. She did the typical stuff, watched some TV, probably enjoyed a couple bong rips, yes, before (laughs) donning one of these old-fashioned nighties. (laughs) Yes. Didn't lock the door to the apartment. Hello, 60s, and headed to bed. That's so scary. It's so 60s. It's so funny. I had to run to my apartment for like something super fast the other day and I locked my door and I was in my apartment for literally like three minutes. Yeah. But I I locked my door. So scary. Uh, She was asleep for a couple hours before she heard some shuffling in the living room. She assumed it was her roommate, so she didn't pay any mind. She was about to fall back to sleep before she realized she heard two sets of footsteps and two male voices. E. Uh. Immediately, Jane's eyes shot open, knowing something wasn't right. She didn't know if she uh, should pretend to stay asleep or get up. They didn't have any weapons in the house, once again, 60s, so she knew her options were hella fucking limited. Before she could make a decision, her bedroom door swung open and the two men barged in. Oh my goodness. Jane recalls the rest of this story through in, uh... Vacillating. Yeah, vacillating bits of blurred violence and unsettling clarity. The two men yanked her from bed with no warning and brought her to her feet. She shouted at them, asking what they wanted, but they ignored her and proceeded with whatever motherfuckerly plan they had. As she stood and fought against them, one man, huge trigger and every fucking hair on your entire body will stand up warning, started fiddling with the hem of my aunt's nightgown. Oh no. The other man calmly, awfully told him, stop, that's for later. And she literally wrote, like, screams forever. She wrote screams forever. Isn't that horrific? Ew, oh my god. That's for later? No, it's not. And you'd be like, what, if that's for later, what the fuck is right now? Right? Like, what's gonna happen? Oh my god. Any hoosie. After that, they drag Aunt Jane into the living room and toward the front door. And that's when she decided that she has had it. This woman followed a strict do uh, do no harm, take no shit creed her entire life. And she wasn't about to stop now. She started flailing with all the strength she had to escape the men's grips on her, screaming all the while. Once she succeeded, she fucking bolted to the phone. Why not to the front door? She doesn't know either. (laughs) It's scary. When she heard a gunshot. Her immediate thought was to duck, so she landed straight down on her stomach. As soon as she did, though, she felt a searing pain in her right boob. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's right. The bullet had gone... (laughs) The way she wrote this, she said, that's right. The bullet done got her right in the tit. (laughs) It's so funny. The bullet that got her right in the tip. Her first thought was to get back up and get help, worried she'd bleed out. But then she realized she had an opportunity on her hands when she heard one of them say, Fuck, what did you do? Uh, Jane had a stroke of genius. The man without the gun thought the trigger man had killed her. So fuck it. She'd say, She'd stay dead. She possumed. She possumed herself like no other possum has done before. She stayed laying limp and slowed her breathing as much as possible. She was terrified they'd come check on her and see that she was still alive. But but before she knew it, she heard their footsteps recede out of the apartment. She stayed still for about five more minutes before deciding the two (laughs) cocks... (laughs) 
the two the two cock goblins were coming back. She then crawled the rest of the way to the phone to call nine one one before slipping in and out of consciousness because of the blood loss. Oh my god! Like Jane, what up, great Jane. Jane? Thankfully, she was brought back to uh, brought to the hospital soon after, and the doctors concluded that there was minimal damage. Uh, both to her boob and the rest of her body. So that's good. In fact, the bullet had just grazed the breast and there wasn't even any schnarp... Shrap- <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't any snarple. <laughs> Listen, I'm not good at reading. There wasn't any shrapnel to be extra- extracted from her tissue. Even oh. though my Aunt Jane was thrilled to be alive, she said, and I quote, I was a little sad because I knew I'd have a scar and I always prided myself on having great breasts. <laughs> Because priorities. Wow, this is incredible. This story <laughs> to this day, Aunt Jane is still a badass. Yeah, she is. I love it. But by helping refugee communities in her hometown through ESL classes by advocating for those less fortunate. Oh, seriously. Great Aunt Jane. Seriously. It's crazy to think that her right boob is to thank for all the good she's done for this <laughs> yes, world since. Thank goodness for it. I know. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. I did. We did. Because I'm still haunted by it, especially because I have small boobs and I'm worried if this happened to me, I'd be fucking murked. Same girl, same. I'd be gone. I'd be done for. I could live like three more days. <laughs> I'd be like, I think I'll die another day. It's not my time to go. Don't I me. would just be done. Like, you could probably shoot me three times in the tit and I'd live. I wouldn't even feel it. Anyways, oh, enough man. about my tits. <laughs> We'd have two different outcomes. I want to thank y'all for making quality shit. My boyfriend <laughs> is the one who put me onto y'all's podcast with your deep Dahmer dive, and we loved y'all since. In fact, I need y'all to know that anytime we're at a friend's house and we're playing a game that requires an alias or gamer tag, my boyfriend yes. always in fall in. Infallibly? Infallibly. Infallibly. It calls himself Beefy Jeffers. <laughs> yes! <laughs> See the attached name tag for proof. Love you guys and keep it weird. But not so weird that you keep your door unlocked all dimbly bimbly and almost get abducted and then thwart by abduction by using your voluptuous boobs to save your life and then cry about having a scar even though that scar is what makes your badass, uh, makes you the baddest of asses. Okay, bye! <laughs> Hello, my name is B. Jeffers. <laughs> she touched the photo. And it's everything right in the world. Beefy J-Dog. Oh, it's everything right in the world. (laughs) They say time waits for no one, and in my opinion, neither should Payday. To keep your money moving in the direction of your dreams, get Earnin'. Earnin' is the app that's helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient without falling into debt traps. It's an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid in your next paycheck. I think Earnin is helpful in so many different ways. You could get ready for like a special night out, you know, Valentine's Day. I think it was on like a Tuesday. What if your payday's Friday? No worries if you have Earnin, you can pay for that Valentine's Day dinner. So download Earnin today, spelled E A R N I N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Morbid under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Morbid under podcast. Subject to your available earnings location, daily max, and pay period. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC.
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Oh, man, that was honest. Thank you. Wow, I loved that. Thank you for bringing that into my life. From beginning to end, that was everything I needed. And great Aunt Jane. What a badass bitch. Just rocking it right right up until now. It's oh my insane. God. I'm glad you told us to hold on to our boobies oh, and our boobies. It was so funny. Oh, man. Okay, so let's move on from that hilarious one, that harrowing tale. That was incredible. To one entitled... Nothing says Christmas like robbery and Nazi ghosts. Nothing does. Nothing does. I've always said that. Says, hello, Ash and Elena. Enjoy this weird, disjointed story about a crazy apartment building in Belgium. Oh, yes. We are about to get international up in this bitch. Wow, that was an... (laughs) That was... I always say incredible. I need another one. It was incredible. But it was. It was a good intro. My parents used to work for the State Department, which means we moved around a lot. Their last assignment was in Belgium, so I went to Europe for winter break and stuffed myself with fries, chocolate, and beer for five weeks while trying to get my mental health in order to survive another fucking semester at college. A nameless little liberal arts consortium in California. Fuck that place. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Hell yeah. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Like, fries, chocolate, and beer? I'm in. I am so in. Regardless, it was dope. As a big fucking nerd, I love going to all the museums and learning about the history all around me. I love that. I mean, you have to do that if you're in Belgium. Oh, yeah. Come on. You can't go to Europe without being a history nerd. No. Quite literally, as it turns out, when my parents first moved into the apartment, we were informed the top three floors were briefly occupied by the Nazis during the war. Okay. Uncomfortable. But that wasn't our future apartment, so not my circus, not my monkey. (laughs) However, that was a fucking lie. (laughs) Insert Maury meme here. (laughs) (laughs) You are not the father. Uh, Turns out our our very apartment where I watched Buffy reruns It's very clear that you picked these. You're all here for me. You're all here for me. So our very apartment where I watched Buffy reruns and yelled at my little brother because I literally did all his housework while he acted like a jackass, aka (laughs) was a teenage boy, was occupied by the motherfucking SS. Yeah, those evil bastards. More notably, one of those shit wipes was one of Hitler's close buddies, Herman Goring. Oh my gosh. Who I will now refer to as Cockwobbles Van Fuckface. Love it. Yeah. Cockwobbles Van Fuckface's old office where he got the idea to, oh, I don't know, commit genocide? My bedroom. What? Yikes. Oh my god. Luckily, a Belgian fighter pilot went rogue and bombed the ever-loving fuck out of the building during the during the war and took out most of those fucking skid marks so tragically did not get cock wobbles van fuckface but that meant a whole bunch of nazis died in our building oh i'm stressed out by a small miracle we had no spookies in our apartment that's crazy but the basement was another matter entirely each apartment in the building had a small wine cellar in the basement because europe these cellars had been originally used as a jail to house resistance fighters and interrogate them. And that's in quotes. Yikes. There is writing on the wall in French and Flemish that says things like, I haven't had water in three days. Tell my wife I love her. Oh, You know, casual nightmare fuel. 
I went down there regularly since we used since we used it as a pantry and I hated every moment. Imagine stepping off an ancient elevator into a dank, dark room with exposed rock walls, enough to call an Uber ash? <laughs> well, more than enough. <laughs> well, how about how, without fail, machinery would turn on and random lights would go on and off every time I went down there, no matter what time of day? For a sane person, yeah, that's more than plenty to piece the fuck out. But I am a fat ass <laughs> who loves chips. <laughs> Who loves chips, so I persevered. I feel you. I will do a lot for food. I will, too. However, the times, the more times I went down, the more things started to escalate. I would hear footsteps in the pitch black, despite there being only one route to egress and no one else down there. However, the final straw was, as I was about to enter our wine cellar, I felt an evil presence behind me and heard fucking keys jangling. When I tell you I flew out of that hellhole, I almost mean it literally. Oh After that, I re I refused to return, and made my dad get me all the stuff. He claimed to not believe in ghosts, but he got mad at me every time. <laughs> Eventually, I just threatened to stop cooking unless someone else got the damn pasta from the basement. <laughs> so that's the ghost. Now on to the robbers. Our last Christmas there, my mom started noticing broken locks in the basement. That's terrible. Yeah, no thanks. Leave. Hate that. My first thought was, shit, something got out. But we realized pretty quickly a bunch of bitches with fake fur and bad butt jived. <laughs> <laughs> with fake fur. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I just decided to roll with it. <laughs> with fake fur and bad die jobs were coming and robbing all the old people in our building. Oh, it's fucking rude to steal. Don't make it worse by dressing like you're auditioning for the porn version of Ocean's 8, you ding-dong bitches. <laughs> oh, my Lanta, I love you so much. We got real fed up by this. One moment, my mom got a call from our Italian... One night, my mom got a call from our Italian neighbor. Our very old, very proper French neighbors upstairs heard someone trying to break into their front door while they slept. They called our Italian neighbor, who called the Americans, as she called us, to try and help since we all act like fucking Rambo of it. <laughs> so the fucking Italians called the French lady, who called the Americans, to try to help since we all act like fucking Rambo, evidently. <laughs> I mean, ain't it the truth? It is. Well, my dad and I are law enforcement. My mom is an ex-private investigator. And my little brother is full of teen angst. <laughs> so we all grab improvised weapons. Uh, baseball bat, kitchen knives, fire poker. And hauled ass upstairs to beat the daylights out of these 80s music video rejects. We unfortunately, fortunately, just missed them. But all fanned out and searched the poor 80-year-old couple's apartment. Evidently, the thieves got a glimpse of us, and we scared them so bad they never came back. Merka. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dumb story. Sometime I'll tell y'all about the other haunted houses we've lived in, because fuck me, right? Love you, ladies. Keep it weird. Your pal, Grace. Grace, I'm Grace. obsessed with you. That's you. hilarious. I just love that they're like the Americans too, because we're all Rambo. Send those motherfuckers up there. Oh man. Oh, America. That's hilarious. Thank you so much, Grace. That was you're awesome. Please send those other ones because you're hilarious. All right, that was a good one. It was so good. This next one for me is called "Your Show Summoned My Dead Grandma." The best. I don't know why I got. I want to hear this. That. All right. Hi, ladies. I recently found your podcast a few weeks ago and have binged my way well into the 100-somethings. Give wow, me a week and it. I'll be caught up, LOL. 
That's crazy. You're good. good. For you. I'd like to thank you guys for being uh, my sole form of socialization <laughs> <laughs> or, well, one of the only things that feels like conversation to me as I decided it was a fun idea to move states for grad school in the middle of a pandemic and live alone with my dog. Aw. I love that. You guys are our only form of socialization, too, so they're than each other. Yeah, exactly. Needless to say, your guys' voices are almost constantly in the background as I walk my dog, do my homework, and go into my research lab to visit my uh, my thousand of fruit flies I like to call my children. Brooke! You're all, like, really speaking to me. I know. You really really are. are. Continuing on the topic of your podcast almost constantly playing as I do daily activities, it brings me into my story, and it may have you guys questioning how in the sweet hell an episode of your podcast from over a year ago summoned my dead grandma. I will preface this point by saying I didn't see my grandma or any ghost. This was more of a sign type of spirit visit, so I understand if it's not exciting enough to fully read on the podcast, or if you'd like to skip ahead since it's painfully long, feel free. Never. Never. So basically, I'll start with a little of a backstory. My grandma passed away my sophomore year of college in 2018 after living a full loving life with family at her side at the age of 91. Wow. Go grandma. It was one of my first experiences of uh, facing a family member's death while old enough to grasp the concept of it. I think that is partially why she is the only deceased grandparent that ever visits me. Now, I am the last thing from a medium or anything. I just know my grandma has visited me various times in dreams. And in every dream I've had about her has been when I'm struggling with something in life and is always way too relevant and lines up a bit too much for what seems like a dream or a coincidence. Not to mention, I rarely ever remember my dreams, and if I do, they're usually nonsense. But the dreams about my grandma are always very clear, and I always remember them fully. Anyways, each of those dreams always leaves me feeling reassured and loved. I love that. I love that, and I totally believe in that. Um, this weekend was the first time I think she's visited me, to my knowledge, while I was awake. It was a wild quarantine Saturday night, and I was embroidering a Christmas snowman while listening to the podcast and sipping, unfortunately, on a black cherry white claw. Wow. Actually, black cherry is my favorite flavor of white claw. Wow. I'm not really a big claw fan, though. Wow. While I may sound like a fully (laughs) fledged elder because of those activities, I do want to clarify that I'm only 22, but truly a crabby old man at heart. I feel that. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) I had decided to do the snowman embroidery because it made me think of my grandma. She was an avid collector of snowman figurines. Oh my God. And was fantastic at embroidery. That's like the quintessential old lady. I love her. I love that. She's such a grandma. The old bird had better eyesight than me when she died, so she was able to embroider very far into her life. Good for her. She also enjoyed her drinking. Okay. (laughs) Although I did make a joke to my sisters that I was doing all of grandma's favorite things. (laughs) She was probably shaking in her ashes that I had lost the redacted last name, family tolerance, because I was drunk off two white claws. (laughs) Quarantine has obliterated any ability of mine to hold alcohol. I think everybody's on that, that wavelength. Either that or you're building your tolerance. That's very true. (laughs) It's going one of two ways. I was going to say. So I was honestly thriving as I tipsily did my snowman embroidery and was listening to your podcast. My fave. Thank you. I was eagerly listening along as you guys were talking about the spooky, spooky Lizzie Borden house. The fact that I was listening to an episode where you guys were deaf in a haunted house seems very relevant to me uh, after what was about to happen. As Elena started talking about the birth of good old Lizbeth, Elena read off Lizzie's older sister's full name, Emma Lenora Borden. I dropped my little embroidery hoop into my lap and froze because I had just heard my grandmother's name come out of your mouth. Her name was Lenora. 
for a split second I was about to be like oh weird coincidence but oh well that weird coincidence but oh well that's neat but then both of you paused to comment on Emma's middle name and how the name Lenora was so pretty oh my god I remember that yeah I snatched my phone up so fast because uh No, I snatched my phone up so fast to pause the podcast that I literally could have pulled a thumb muscle. (laughs) It honestly seemed like so many things lining up that it was far too much to be just a coincidence. I had made an earlier joke about doing all my grandma's favorite hobbies, and you guys didn't just say the name Lenora on the podcast. You paused to comment on the name itself while chilling in a haunted house. And to me, that was a sign that made me realize it wasn't all just a ton of fun coincidences, but a sign that my grandma was with me. Oh, I love it love this. I do too. I know it seems like a really small detail for me to pick up on and conclude my grandma was here, but it just seemed like too blaring of, uh, yeah, too blaring of details to not be some kind of sign for my grandma. I rewinded the conversation to listen to you guys say her name again and to stop to talk about it. And while I had been anxious, uh, while I had been an anxious, depressed mess all week, hearing this and realizing my grandma was prob chilling on the other side of the couch or whatever, uh, or whatever it is, spirit, what? Hold on. Whatever it is spirits do. Okay, whatever it is spirits do. (laughs) Made me instantly feel better and so happy I wanted to cry. I called my dad so fast to tell him about his mom and say hi after recounting the story. He took a couple minutes talking about how much he loves the podcast. I recommended it to my whole family and we're all hooked. I love that. But yeah, that's the story. I'm sorry it wasn't a good spooky spooky of some foggy ghost of a white lady in a white dress standing outside my window or something equally as terrifying. But I do believe you guys in that episode were assigned to me by my grandma who knew I was going through it TM (laughs) and was trying to tell me she was right by my side keeping it fat and sassy as she always said (laughs) yes and things are all going to work out and be okay in the end thank you for reading and remember to keep it weird but not so weird that you have the same hobbies as your 90 91 year old grandma while you're that at the age of 22 but you know what Keep it that weird. Totally keep <laughs> it that weird. Because that's amazing. That was incredible. I love that so much. Thanks for sending that. Thank you so much. I love the ones where the dead relatives come back. <laughs> we love it. When we summon ghosts. Yes. It's fun. One of the first things that I notice about people, it's going to sound so weird, but it's their teeth. I am obsessed with a good pair of teeth, and I always want to have a good pair of teeth. Do you even call them pairs of teeth? I don't think so. But anyways, achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners, you guys. Don't be surprised if all of a sudden your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? What's your secret about your pair of teeth? Why do they look so good? To get started, all you need to do is order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered right to your door. They make it easy to kick off your smile journey. Bites treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, they accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA or FSA. I freaking loved using my bite aligners. I would wear them during the day and nobody would even know that I was wearing them because they're kind of like invisible. It's pretty iconic. And my teeth, my pair of teeth look great. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code MORBID at bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with bite. As you know, I kind of consider Bubba to be one of my best friends. Absolutely. We all do. Yeah. She's like my family and I spend a lot of time with her every single day. So that's why I was so happy when you did the Embark Breed and Health DNA kit because I was like, oh my God, now we know all about Bubba's family. 
We love it because we love Bubba so much. We want to love her jeans as well. We do. And then I said to myself, oh my gosh, Annie's brother just got a new dog. Maybe for Christmas, I could get them the Embark Breed and Health Kit. Hope they're not listening. I hope not either. Well, listen to this. (laughs) From breed traits to genetic risk factors for health conditions, Embark provides the resources to help you and your vet best tailor care for your dog's specific needs. It's developed by PhDs and veterinarians, and Embark provides the most accurate and comprehensive breed identification and genetic health results, and can identify over 350 breeds, types, and varieties, and they're not done yet. They can also screen for over 190 genetic health conditions to help your vet and you provide the best medical care for your dog. This is a very sad thing. Over 50% of dogs are either at risk or a carrier of a genetic disease, whether they're purebred or mixed breed. And Embark can give you a leg up, but um, P P when it comes to knowing their health history. You can even learn your dog's ancestry back to their great grandparents and match with your dog's relatives. The cutest. I love that. It's like a little 23 in me for Bubba. Oh my goodness, it is. I love that. Plus, every dog that gets tested helps contribute to their research into discovering and treating new genetic diseases in dogs to extend the lives of all dogs. Love that. So right now, Embark has an offer on their breed and health kit for our listeners this holiday season. Go to EmbarkVet.com now to get free shipping and save $50 off your Embark breed and health kit with promo code MORBID. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code MORBID to save $50 today. All right, let's see what my next one is. What could it be? My next one is... Listener tale, how I ended up with Christmas decorations from a murderer. Oh, no. You know how that happens. It happens all the time. It does. So frequently. It does. It happens a lot. Ash and Elena, first, let me start off by saying I freaking love you guys. Freaking love you. Freaking love you right back. You're my first true crime podcast love and really the only. My boyfriend likes to tease me for laughing along with you guys, but I got him into saying spoopy, so I guess we're even. I haven't (laughs) told him I got it from you guys. I think it's funnier that way. It is. Speaking of, he really hates all things spoopy and murderous, especially after I forced him to listen to Dahmer episodes back to back on a drive in the dark. But I was making dinner and listening to the Angela Diaz case last night. And when I paused it, when I paused it, he goes, no, turn it back on. I have to know what happened. Oh, I love that. And that made my day. I hope it makes yours. It did. Anyway, back to the reason for the email. I was reminded last week as I pulled out my box of Christmas decorations that I was graciously gifted some decorations from a woman who would later become a murderer. Forgive me, there's a lot of backstory to this, so I'm sorry, but I know you guys never cut anything, so I won't even offer. (laughs) Since I'm a teacher, I changed everyone's names, including mine. So there I am, a 22-year-old, fresh off the block, first-year teacher, about to start her first big girl job. Woo! I lived in Montana, born and raised, and got my first job in a tiny-ass town in bumfuck nowhere, (laughs) Montana. For context, this town has a population of 1,300 people. Oh, wow. Wow. I was just moving into my cute tiny house, and my little and my principal called and asked if I could make it to the city council luncheon, where they were likely, where they like to introduce the new teachers to the community. Begrudgingly, I went. I hate being the center of attention among adults, so my goal was to get in, get out as quickly as possible. But as I'm leaving, I get stopped by this woman, Diane. She proceeded to tell me that her daughter Sally is in my class. I smiled and awkwardly stumbled through the conversation, but I knew immediately I didn't like her. Uh oh. Uh-oh. She was clearly one of those moms. You know the type. Mm -hmm. Overly bubbly and 
quote-unquote, involved, but only in the annoying way. Had a hella bad highlights, yellow teeth, the kind of wrinkles people get from being actual trash humans, and casually insulted Sally's dad like three times in a one-minute conversation. (laughs) Oh, no. Anyways, I managed to peel myself away from the cringy conversation and make my way back home, finally. Fast forward a few weeks and I find out Diane is the local alcoholic who recently had such a bad hangover that she couldn't move from her couch for three days. Her poor baby had to go door to door asking for food from her neighbors. Oh, I don't think I have to say it, but I will anyways. Fuck that bitch. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Luckily, Sally's dad, Mike, had custody and was doing his absolute best to raise his little girl that absolutely idolized her piece of shit mom. As the school year went on, Diane continues to be a huge pain in my ass. One month, she tried bringing my class muffins every Thursday. Now, I'm all for for a weekly muffin. Who isn't? But I found out she was only doing it because Mike wasn't allowing her to visit Sally because she wasn't sober. And that was Diane's sneaky way around the problem. Sadly, weekly muffin treats came to a screeching halt. On a flip side, Mike was the type of parent every teacher dreams of interacting with. He was kind, understanding, and totally supportive. Sally was the sweetest and such a thoughtful kid, and she, but she struggled in school and had a hard time fitting in with her peers. Sally! On Halloween, my first one as an adult and not a drunken college kid, holy shit, I just realized I'm old now, <laughs> I had the unfortunate luck of opening my front door to Sally and Diane, my first trick-or-treaters. We all looked at each other with a flicker of surprise, and Diane says, Oh, I didn't realize this was where you lived. I live just down the street. To which I mentally responded, Ah, fuck, now she knows where I live. (laughs) And then for Christmas, thus the title, I get gifted the most homemade gift of the century. They are literally just chunks of wood, spray-painted white, and adorned with blue ribbon to look like presents. Picture is attached. Who are they from? You guessed it. Sally and Diane. Uh In case you hadn't figured it out by now, Diane is the murderer. Nothing too eventful happens in the months following, or maybe I just blocked it all out because this bitch haunted my dreams for a year. But anyways, one evening at the beginning of May, I get a phone call from my neighbor. She says, hey, why is Sally at her mom's house? She's playing outside with some kid. I thought she wasn't allowed to be at Diane's. I go on to explain that Sally had told me she was going to see her older brother today at her mom's house. Then my, bro- then my neighbor says, but Diane isn't there. Her car's gone. You know, small town shit. I said something like, oh, I don't know. Well, that's weird. And then left it at that. The next day at school, I had just dropped my kids off at the library and was starting my prep time when I got a phone call from our school resource police officer, Officer Bill. Officer Bill says, hey, do you know who dropped Sally, Sally off for school today? I said, no, I'm not outside at that time. He proceeds to tell me that Sally's dad, Mike, hadn't shown up for work that day. No. Knowing Mike and his reputation in the community, this was very concerning. Officer Bill asked if I would go talk to Sally and see who dropped her off. So I went to the library, pulled Sally into the hallway, and asked her. She said, ugh, I was so mad. I was at my mom's, and she took me to my dad's house, and his truck was there, but he wasn't. And she tried to find him, but she couldn't, so I had to stay at my mom's house, and that's why I have to wear this stupid dress to school today. I immediately felt weird about this. One, because mom was to have no overnight visits. And two, because Mike would never skip out on something involving his daughter. I called Officer Bill back immediately, and he ended up going to my classroom to visit. Side note, Officer Bill is cousins with Mike. Again, small town shit. Oh no. He was also uneasy about this and pulled Sally out of class to talk to her once more. He told me after that he was going to do a wellness check and see what he could find. I'm so nervous. I know. I heard on my lunch 
that Mike's truck and belongings were at his home, but no one knew where he was. As soon as he came back into the building after student pickups at the end of the day, the school secretary calls me into her office with sad eyes. She told me that one of his co-workers found Mike dead under a piece of plywood by his house. He had been shot several times, once in the head and several times in the chest. Sally was picked up from the bus by her mother, which was not comforting at all. Oh, no. Also, I think you said head, but it was hand. Oh, in the, in the hand. Oh, you d- yeah, you're right. Sorry. Once in the hand and several times in the chest. Oh, in the hand, yeah, too. Yeah, so that was That's like, why whole, I was like, that was like defensive. defensive. That all happened on a Thursday because of the custodial rights. Sally couldn't live with her mother, and she got put in foster care. No. But guess where the foster care house was? Right next door to her mother's house. Their yards literally border each other. What the fuck, CPS? The small town shit never ends. You would think that would be, like... That's no good. ...an issue. By Monday, Sally was back in school. We made it through the rest of the school year with no arrests, news, or updates on her father's case. By that time, her foster care placement was up, and her mother, some fucking how, got custody. Diane noped the fuck out of town and moved about two hours away with Sally. From day one, everyone in town suspected her and was furious when she got away with leaving. After a year about 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 a year <laughs> after his death, there we go. That twat was finally arrested for the murder of her ex-boyfriend Mike. They had text evidence, GPS tracking evidence, the receipt from the purchase of the gun she used to kill him, and witness testimony placing her vehicle at the scene of the uh, this at the scene at time of death. Why can't I read? Reading is hard. Remember that phone call from my neighbor at the beginning? That's when she was killing him. This bitch was even dumb enough to circle that day in her planner and label it Day of Justice or some shit. Oh my god, this is like a Lifetime movie. Right? Her motive, if it wasn't clear, was to win custody of Sally. Her trial keeps getting postponed thanks to COVID, and she entered a not guilty plea. But with all the evidence against her, Officer Bill has comforted us, saying there's no way she's getting away with it. And for the happy ending, Sally was adopted by Officer Bill and his wife. Make me motherfucking sob, why don't the you? The chills I just got and the happiness that overwhelmed me because I was like, is she still with that woman? I like, was like, what me. happened to Sally? Oh, I'm so happy. And it's Yay. and it's Mike's cousin. Yeah. So it's like the family. Okay, I'm happy. I no longer live in this town, but one of my friends is her teacher this year and he sends me updates now and then and it sounds like she's doing really well. Oh my God, I'm so happy. So this is the crazy tale how I ended up with Christmas decorations from a murderer. I'm sorry, not sorry it's so long, but there are so many details. I also attached the latest article about it so you can see her disgusting face. Thank you so much for that. Thank you guys for being awesome and please continue to keep it weird, but like not so weird you plan out a murder of your ex to get custody of your kid. Your friend in Montana, Veronica. Monica. Want more from delivery? Well, Dash Pass is your door to $0 delivery fees and more on DoorDash. Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save money and time with every DoorDash order. DoorDash is like my Friday night thing. It's like my little treat yourself moment. First of all, they have a billion gajillion options to choose from. And I personally have the Dash Pass and it shows you what you save versus like If you didn't have it, my goodness, I have saved so much money on takeout. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions and member-only menu items, all for only $9.99 a month. Kind of feels like it pays for itself in a weird way. Get more from delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today, only on DoorDash. Use code MORBID and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Oh my 
goodness. I have wow. to open this link and see if I've seen this case. I'm looking at the... Oh, my God. The decorations. The decorations are a lot. Oh, Diane, honey. <laughs> oh, Diane. Girl. Oh, God, I gotta see. Oh, Diane. That, that's exactly know, what I pictured. That's exactly how I pictured her. I'm not even shocked at all. Wow. That is rough sauce. Oh, my God, Boy, Diane. Dang. What the hell? And you know what? I'm so glad Sally's doing okay. I know. Me too. That one was a good one. Let's end on a on a weird one. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. This one is, I went Christmas tree shopping and ended up face to face with a dead guy. Wow. I thought it only happened to me. Okay. <laughs> that was funny. That took me a second. <laughs> hey, weirdos. I just wanted to tell you about this weird thing that just happened to me. Please do. That's why we're here. My name is blank, but please don't use my name because this whole story makes me sound incredibly insensitive <laughs> and I would hate <laughs> and I would feel so bad if someone from this family from this person's family heard it. I don't know why I thought wow. that sentence was, was so funny, but it was. It was funny. I went with my daughter and my parents today to buy a Christmas tree. On our way home, we drove past some trucks that were parked off the road, clearly hunting. As we drove past, my dad was like, oh man, someone is giving somebody CPR over there. And we were like, oh shit, and kept driving. After a few minutes, we decided we wanted to turn around. When we got back to where they were parked, we asked if they needed help. And the guy was like, uh, I don't know. My brother isn't breathing. <laughs> oh, just that. Okay. Okay. So we pulled next to him and there was this lady giving weak ass chest compressions. <laughs> so I was chilling, sitting in the back of my mom's truck with my baby. And I was like, damn, she's hardly pushing on his chest. <laughs> so here I am thinking I could do a better job. I casually walk up to her and I'm like, uh, you want me to try? What's going on? And she's like, <laughs> yes, I don't know how to do CPR. Do you? Then I said, no, but I learned it in school. The extent of <laughs> of CPR I know is from cos cosmetology school. Wow. I did not learn that in cosmetology school. You probably school. should have. Yeah, I don't now know Now that I'm CPR. thinking about it, I'm like, what the fuck? You should know that. Uh, maybe I what was What if something happened day? in the salon? I'd ask somebody else for help. But no one would know because none of you learned it. <laughs> maybe, every, maybe some other people did and I didn't. Uh, and I'll... <laughs> really concerned. So the extent of CPR I know is from cosmetology school and all I done did was read that shit in a textbook <laughs> but like the cocky person I am I'm like honey let me show you how some CPR is done. <laughs> so my skinny ass 119 pounds laid into this guy. I was on one knee putting all my weight I could manage on his chest while he's looking me in the eyes. His mouth was wide open looking like he was already gone. He had no pulse and he was looking at me with glossy eyes like girl I'm out. <laughs> All I do every day is listen to Morbid while at work. So much that I'm like, okay, if I came across a dead body, I'd be fine. Unless there was blood on it. I am not fine. He looked me in the eyes. I don't know how or when his head turned toward me, but I know he was already gone and he looked at me and I'm like, sir, please like breathe or something because your brother is behind me crying and it's so sad. Oh my God. But nope. Eventually his eyes closed and I checked his pulse and there wasn't any and he was getting cold. When the ambulance got there, everyone was standing around while I... Uh, yeah, while well, I still had the little bag thing on his face and I was still trying to give the man some damn air. Eventually I was like, okay, y'all, so I don't work here or know what I'm doing. So does somebody else want to do this? Okay, thanks. I love how they're on the side of the road. She's like, y'all, I don't work here. <laughs> like, I don't work on this side of the road. Work here. This is short. This is so fucked. This is short and terribly written, but I had to give you the details before I threw up and forgot what happened because, like, I never touched a dead person before and my brain is mush now. <laughs> 
thank you for reading this and keep it weird. But not so weird that you're trying to be a motherfucker. Uh, hold on, let me start over. But not so weird that you're trying to buy a motherfucking Christmas tree, but find a dead guy and end up giving him CPR when you don't know how. And then he looks at you like, nah, girl, nice try. And then you feel bad because everyone in a good story saves a life, but you didn't unless you, or no, but you did it because you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you're a weak ass bitch and 119 pounds and don't save no lives. Bye. <laughs> This girl just made my entire December. Like she I'm said, sorry. I don't work here. I don't. <laughs> Y'all want to try this? You're on the side of the road, <laughs> and you say I don't work here. <laughs> I don't work here. Also, shout out to cosmetology oh school for teaching you CPR, not me. But you know what? Maybe it was in your textbook. <laughs> you think very... it could have been in your textbook? Yeah, honey. Yeah. Because this is what happened when I went to cosmetology school. I did great on the floor. Yeah, but I like barely turned in my assignments. Oh yeah, it was in your textbook. I'm sure you probably should have learned it, but you did not. I liked chapter or like three. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was that was something to behold. In that was wild. I appreciated that a lot. Uh, I'm really sorry for that guy's family. I know I am too because um, they lost their brother because wow but what a story and you, just you know told. what good for you for trying to help you tried to help you That's... gave it your shot even though you didn't work there you tried you tried to help even though you didn't work on that road I, so i appreciate that well, and i appreciate you and wow what a tale god i love you guys so much you, you guys, guys are just hilarious like shit like where can you get that i don't where know else can you get that i don't know here that's on it. that side of the road. Just here at Morbid. <laughs> That's where you can find something like that. <laughs> so, guys, you killed it. Yeah. You saved. You tried to save it. You did. You did a great. You didn't know CPR. You did a great job. You did. We really appreciate you. Wow. So, so that was December's <laughs> listener tales, and that Please was keep sending them in because that holy was so hell. much fun. Oh, they, and after you know after the Sarah Foxwell case yeah we truly needed a little bit of levity and you guys brought it so we appreciate it you brought out the big listener tales you did you brought out the big guns i love you guys so much well in the meantime you can follow us on instagram at morbid podcast hit us up on twitter at a morbid podcast send us a gmail morbid podcast at gmail.com we hope you keep listening and we hope you keep it weird weird. but not so weird that you almost get kidnapped on christmas by like a guy with a lot of holes in his shirt who went through a wood chipper because that's really scary not so weird that you get shot in the right tit that's all i have to say about that not so weird that like some scary ass looking lady with wrinkly eyes gives you some christmas decor and then kills her ex-husband but I'm so glad Sally's doing well and not so weird that like you live in a place where Nazis died and they are still there because that's terrifying and not so weird that you know try to be a really good person and give somebody CPR on the side of the road but you don't work there so you can't and not so weird that uh, keep it weird keep it so weird that your dead grandma shows up yeah that we summon your dead grandma yeah keep it that weird bye bye Follow Morbid on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hey, weirdos. We have a ton of episodes that we think you will just love, but if you scroll down the feed just a bit, there's one we think you should definitely check out if you missed it. Episode 531, Tom Bird and Lorna Anderson Eldridge, is one of our favorite episodes. And you might even get a little bit more out of it, especially in light of the viral TikTok series, Who the Fuck Did I Marry, that is taking the internet by storm. Here's the deal, you guys. Tom Bird and Lorna Anderson, they wanted to spend their lives together. 
But there was a catch. They were already married to other people. So they did as deviants do, and they devised a mischievous and murderous plan to rid themselves of their respective spouses. But just how far were they willing to go with their lies? And would they get away with it? You can find this episode by following Morbid and scrolling back a little bit to episode 531, Tom Bird and Lorna Anderson Eldridge, or by searching Morbid Bird Anderson wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> 